Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Welcome to the marketplace. Coming up, economist Dr. Duwususako de kicks against zero financing of government's budget by the Bank of Ghana, despite the central bank's 60.8 billion CD record loss in 2022. I do not support zero financing. This was handed over to us in the 2015 IMF program, and some of us wrote papers, articles, arguing the point that the Ghanaian economy is still a developing economy, mm. and it's no right for zero financing. Okay. Also coming up, former finance minister said Tucker questions ability of the central bank to conduct effective banking supervision of other banks following record losses. Income is depleted, you know, losses. He's not earning the portion of income from government, right? How is he going to do effective banking supervision? And Ghana expected to finalize modalities to pave way for restructuring external debts after conclusion of domestic deaths next month. My name is Daryl Kwao. Thanks for joining us. Details coming up.
And thanks for staying with us, everyone. First up, economist Dr. Edu Susakode is kicking against the implementation of zero financing of government's budget by the Bank of Ghana. The central bank has vowed to strictly implement this program after posting a record loss of almost 61 billion Ghana cities last year. But speaking on PM Express Business Edition, Dr. Sarkodier insisted there should be some level of Bank of Ghana financing of government expenditure. The central bank is the bank of government. And so they did right by supporting their customer, which is the government, by building them out. So they did, they did the right thing. Honestly, I think the Bank of Ghana did the right thing, except that, you know, the, the mess was so huge, was so big that after helping their customer, who is the government, they also ended up with a loss. And that is why everybody is talking about it. If they had not ended up with a loss, mm. I'm sure we will not be mm. so much interested. But, 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 but the, the quick point I want to come in because of time, and sorry, please, is about what do we do to deal with the issue about never again protecting the Bank of Ghana and ensuring that we reduce its exposure to government. Is the zero financing the way to go, Doc? Well, let me start from where you ended. I do not support zero financing. This was handed over to us in the 2015 IMF program, and some of us wrote papers, articles, arguing the point that the Ghanaian economy is still a developing economy, mm. and it's not right for zero financing. Okay. In fact, I haven't seen that in many countries in the world where mm. yeah, there's a central zero percent central bank financing. Mm. The government is the, the central bank is the bank of the government. Why mm. are you saying that the bank should not give any funds to the to the to the government? So mm. I do not support zero percent mm. financing. Maybe up to five percent of the previous year tax revenue is fine. But, but again, why is the monetary policy not in a good shape is because of the fiscals. Mm. There's so much fiscal dominance. So okay. two issues I would want to end. Okay. The fiscal dominance must be reduced. Mm. The fiscal policy must act right. Mm. I.e., there must be discipline in the finances. There must be discipline mm. in revenue mm. generation. Mm. There must be discipline mm. in the future, mm. uh, you know, money. Meantime, former finance minister said Tegbe has questioned the ability of the central bank to conduct effective banking supervision. The Bank of Ghana, as we've been telling you, recorded a loss of uh, almost 61 billion Ghana cities. Now, speaking on Afond, uh, former finance minister said Tegbe said the central bank's depleted income could affect its operations. I'm talking about the central bank, the bank will be wicked. We are not even if no government would allow a central bank. Right. Mm. If, the, if we say it goes bankrupt, what does it mean? Are we saying that we don't we won't have a bank of uh, a central bank? How would we regulate, you know, the uh, the banks? Bank of Ghana performs other functions, which it has to perform, right? Mm. Even on a very lean budget, bank supervision. So if all of its income is depleted, you know, losses is not ending the portion of income from government. Right. How is he going to do effective banking supervision? Mm. How is he going to do all of that? Right? We know it. You know very well that even if you do not, it's just like the Minister of Finance. If they will say that the Minister of Finance will never, you know, collapse, it will never and government is bankrupt, the government is still in court. The government is still spending, it's still borrowing tea deals mainly and others. It still has some money spending. It will get money from the IMF to the World Bank and others if you continue. It doesn't mean that, you know, Ghana's state is, is weak. 
Now, the Public Procurement Authority has warned of possible punitive measures for businesses operating with government but have failed to register onto the Ghana Electronic Procurement System. Now, the authority is asking the businesses to register or face some challenges in their line of operations. According to Deputy Chief Executive Officer uh, Kwame Prempe, this move is to reduce procurement infractions. He spoke to Joy Business at a lecture on the overview of the Ghana Electronic Procurement System organized by the Ghana Institution of Engineering. The authority says it seeks to ensure fairness, transparency, and non-discrimination in public procurement in order to promote a competitive local industry. Businesses, you know, that do business with government. So this is the matter of those that participate in public procurement. Uh, at this moment, we are practicing manual public procurement, right? But the country is moving from manual to electronic procurement. So in that case, uh, all suppliers, consultants, uh, and consultants who offer their services and their goods to government must be on this system to be able to continue to provide this service to government. Because if you are not on the system and the entity is not allowed to do manual procurement, then you cannot um, respond. So that is why it is key for all entities or all suppliers that work with government to register with PPA first and foremost, and then we ensure that you will be on the system, you will get your user credentials to be able to log in, then you can partake in any public procurement that you desire to partake in. President for the Ghana Institution of Engineering, Engineer Kobina Bempon, however, urged the authority to deepen stakeholder consultation. Uh, when it comes to procurement in general, the underlying word has to be fairness, value for money, and to ensure that there's... Um, transparency. Now, if these things get missing, then the integrity of the procurement process becomes questionable, and therefore we do not get the, the value that we require from the, uh, the process. And we should also understand that this is the money that belongs to all of us, and therefore we should be interested. The lecture was to delve into challenges confronting businesses and state agencies in relation to the Ghana Electronic Procurement System. Now, Ghana's fintech industry has witnessed significant growth leading to new opportunities for businesses and individuals as well as challenges for regulators seeking to maintain a balance between innovation, consumer protection and financial sector goals. With me on Zoom to discuss trends is John Apia, Chief Executive Officer of eTransa Ghana Limited. Uh, good afternoon to you. A pleasure to have you on the program. So uh, Ghana's economy has come under pressure. We've been talking a lot about, about it. How are fintechs navigating these economic challenges? Thank for having me on your show today. Um, and we're very excited to be a, a part of a program like yours. Um, quickly, I'll just say that the, the whole idea of fintech, where, where we are, is that we're all about providing solutions. And so despite the economic downturn, despite what is happening around the world, we see that as opportunities to actually innovate. Um, and in, in times where the economy is very tough, you, you find that innovation is key. How do you diversify your products to be able to, to increase financial inclusion and be able to make the customer happy? So an increase and in a focus on customer experience diversification of your products, maybe you start going more into loans and insurance and seeing how you can partner um, other institutions to increase customer experience. 
and bring more products to bear. So what are the opportunities and uh, risks amid these um, economic challenges? Well, to be honest, I don't see anything as risk. I see that even in times when you have what people would deem as risk, it's actually an opportunity to innovate, an opportunity to, to invent. And you look at the world around, some of our greatest inventions like penicillin were all accidental, or they came at a time when there was upheaval in the economy and people had to find alternatives. So the only thing that I see at the moment is that it's time to innovate. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. We have to innovate. We have to see how we increase customer experience. And we at eTransact, that is our focus. How do we simplify people's lives by bringing solutions, digital solutions that make their life easier? And of course, we have issues around cybersecurity and fraud, um, which are really big risks. But at eTransact as well, um, I think we're working very hard, as well as other fintechs, to make sure that we're able to protect customer data and increase their user experience. Uh, well, we talk about uh, cybersecurity. In recent times, there have, there's been a rise in uh, digital for especially online loan scams. Is this something players in the fintech industry are concerned about? Oh, yes, definitely. Because, you see, the, the one thing about um, fraud is that it erodes confidence. Erodes confidence in technology, erodes confidence in the fintech area. So if, for example, there's a bridge that you are always crossing and you realize that every time you cross the bridge, someone robs you on the bridge, you stop taking that bridge. And financial technology, fintech, is actually it's a bridge. It's a bridge that we, we use to offer financial services to people through mobile handsets, through the web. So we don't want to erode um, the confidence in the system. And, but I think we've, we've been able to, to place our hands on the pulse and find ways in which we reduce this erosion of trust in the system. Education is key, for instance. We have to continue educating ourselves as well as our, our clients and our customers on, on the, the common areas that people usually do um, fraudulent activities. Um, another area is in terms of real-time alerts. You know, when transactions happen, we want to be able to um, alert customers in real time um, so that they know if there's an unusual login from a device that has never been used or there's an unusually large amount um, of some type of money moved around, you know, you alert the customer to be able to verify whether they're actually behind this. And another one is the KYC process. What begins is what ends, you know, the input dictates the output. Our KYC process has to be robust such that the verification of IDs are robust so that we make sure that the people we're dealing with are the actual people transacting. And encryption of uh, details and the data of our customers is key. And our e-transact, we have all their certification. We're ISO certified to ensure that data is encrypted, customer data is well kept and well respected. And so I think with these things in place, and the fintech industry is being able to find a way in which to, to help in the fight against cyber security and fraud. Well, as, as government looks to raise uh, more revenue, there has been an issue with taxes. Uh, how does your industry welcome uh, taxes? Well, you know, they said there's two certain things in life, which is debt and taxes. So we know that taxes will definitely happen. Um, and taxes on its own, it's not a bad thing. Um, all around the world, you realize that in countries where 
um, the tax bracket is quite wide and public services are increased. But I think like with everything in life, it's about trying to find an equilibrium between taxing and being able to stifle innovation. And we pray for a system where we're able to pay our taxes, but we are allowed to still be innovative. Because when you have very high or excessive taxes, and um, especially for smaller fintechs, you know, this can cripple fintechs predominantly. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. It doesn't allow them to be competitive. Um, we're living in a global era where as fintechs or technology companies, we are competing with other tech companies or fintech companies around the world. So we need to remain competitive. If the taxes we're paying in Ghana are excessive and too high, you find out that business ends up going to other countries and we are not being able to be competitive with other countries. What, what's your outlook, do you think, for the fintech industry for the rest of the year? And while you talk about innovation, I mean, what sort of innovation uh, would co- make us achieve our financial sector goals as a country? Well, innovations that, are, that deal with the main, areas, um, uh, the main areas of this sector. So, for instance, around, around um, gold, around oil, around insurance, around financial inclusion, anything that allows the bracket to be widened, um, I think is a, is, is a good thing. Because you see, financial inclusion is a pillar of development. And once we're able to make uh, help more people to access the, the world of finance through credits, through savings, through insurance, it actually becomes a building block that affects different parts of society, from health to education to welfare, you know, so, so it's absolutely vast. In terms of outlook, I see this trend in digitalization to continue. Um, if you look around the world now, one in every four dollars has been spent on, on, uh, on VCs invest, investing in fintechs. So I see this drive for digitalization to continue. Um, like I said in the, the um, earlier one when I joined, we are in transact. Our message is simplify your life. You know, and I think that that is what fintechs and technology is bringing to bear. We are helping to simplify people's lives by bringing solutions to them that enhance their life. You know, and so that's why I see the, the, the trend in fintech um, increasing. John Apia, Chief Executive, eTransact Ghana Limited, thank you so much uh, for joining us on the marketplace. Well, uh, back to our top story to do with uh, economist Dr. Edu Susako. They're kicking against the implementation of uh, the Bank of Ghana's zero financing policy, saying that there has to be a level or some level of uh, Bank of Ghana uh, funding, if you like, for government expenditure. Join us on Zoom to react to this. Professor John Gachi, Dean of the uh, University of Cape Coast Business School, appreciate your time with us. Good afternoon to you. So where do you stand on this topic of uh, zero financing of government budget by the Bank of Ghana? Well, thank you. Well, um, there is no way uh, in a developing country uh, like ours 
that issue accept zero financing of uh, uh, government activities. Uh, in the past, we were using about 10% of uh, previous year tax revenue, uh, but that was revised by the uh, IMF program uh, that we had in 2015, and that program was insistent that we should have zero financing. But in the wisdom of Parliament of Ghana, they decided that, okay, let us slash it by half uh, to make it 5%. Uh, so I do not think that we have to go to zero financing of uh, uh, government activities by the central bank. Uh, but the issue has to do with whether we show fidelity to our own laws. Uh, we have been violating the provisions, and that is why the problem is. And in the in the current instance that we're talking about, uh, the violation is just so alarming and mind-boggling uh, to uh, uh, to accept. And, and, and again, uh, if we are not able to uh, uh, show fidelity to our own provisions of the law, and uh, that will allow uh, uh, inroad into central bank activities unnecessarily, and that uh, will be undermining the independence of the, uh, the central bank. I mean, I think this call is coming because of uh, people are pushing it because of what we've seen happen last year, where the Bank of Ghana posted a record loss of uh, almost 61 billion Ghana cities. Um, earlier, we heard from former finance minister Tekpe, who questioned the ability of the central bank to conduct effective banking supervision because of this. Uh, but we've also heard from the IMF, which, which has also downplayed some of these concerns, saying that uh, what we saw happen last year would not affect the central bank's ability to carry out its policy mandate. Do you agree? I, I, do, I do not agree because. Every policy mandate has a, a, an outcome. So Central Bank has been able to carry out its uh, mandate over the period. So let's take from 2022 December up to today. Uh, exchange rate was uh, CCDs uh, to the dollar, but today we are talking about 11.5 uh, Ghana CDs. Uh, inflation was near single digit, uh, but we are talking of inflation around 43%. Uh, interest rate uh, was uh, around 14%. That's uh, talking about the policy rate. But now we're talking about 30%. And the lending rate, you can imagine what it is. So uh, has the central bank been able to perform its uh, uh, mandate effectively and to the appreciation of the appreciation of the economy? Uh, that, that is a question. So if you say if your financial uh, uh, records is not directly related to your ability to perform your mandate. That is to underplay the essence of financial report. Financial reports give us the health, the financial health of the institutions and the ability of the institution to be in going concern. And if you look at the, uh, the audit report, the audit report was concerned whether the Bank of Ghana can be uh, a going concern entity, whether the Bank of Ghana can be able to service its liabilities when they fall due, because we are talking about a, 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 a kind of insolvency, because the total liability is more than total assets. And again, we are talking about negative uh, equities. If a financial, if a financial institutions like um, a central bank, a regulator has both deeper losses and at the same time, uh, a negative equity, that call for consent. So we cannot wish away this, uh, this matter. Of course, it is the activities of the central bank 
that allow the, the, the IMF to come. So the IMF can give support. Of course, yeah. it is very clear that uh, it is lending excessively to government that uh, cause the problem we're talking about. So I'm not sure the IMF is saying something so different. IMF is not patting the, uh, the, the central bank on the back for violating. If that is the case, the IMF will not press it, will not be pressing for zero financing. Uh, so, I, so the, the statement of the IMF has nothing to do with whether the, uh, the, the central bank has been able to obey the laws, have been able to stay focused. But it is true that they have lent accessibility to government and through the debt exchange program that has had uh, uh, effect on their uh, the books. All right. Indeed, the, the IMF expects the Bank of Ghana's net equity to improve significantly over time and eventually uh, return to a positive territory. And so, again, while that is good news, we haven't done much. And like you say, the IMF has been pushing for it to ensure the independence of the central bank. So how do we prevent a repeat of what we saw last year? I think that should not be coming from the IMF. That should be coming from the managers of the central bank. That's what we are expecting, that they should come out and give us the roadmap that we believe that that negative equity will turn around. We believe that we'll reduce it by this percentage or this amount by the end of this year. By the end of next year, we will reduce it by this amount. So you, you assure the the public that you are able to do something to turn the things around to make it positive. But the explanation by the Bank of Ghana is so insulting, so arrogant uh, that I, I don't think we can we can bear that. Nobody is saying that an entity cannot make a loss and turn around. But making one, uh, such a huge loss in one year, you need to actually explain it very well mm. and to assure the stakeholders the program you put in place to ensure that this will not occur again. And that is what the central bank is lacking. And the IMF could not be the spokesperson for the, the, the central bank. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to f- turn attention to the um, IMF program, uh, as we still have some time. Um, the latest update on external debt restructuring is that Ghana is now expected to finalize modalities with the official creditor committee to pave way for uh, the restructuring. It is said to be the last level of engagement. So it appears we may be on track to getting a deal on external debt restructuring. And uh, looking at the progress we've made with uh, the domestic debt restructuring as well, uh, looks good, doesn't it? Well, no, no, normally external debt restructuring is a good news because it has no effect on your economy. Uh, so uh, if that happens, it's a good news. But of course, that will not erase the, the, the challenges of uh, Ghana. Uh, the restructured debt, whether we are in position to repay, is, is a question of time. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Professor John Gachi. Uh, good to speak with you. It's been a while. Now, the Deputy Director General of the Ghana Maritime Authority in charge of operations and technical, Daniel Apinim, says the implementation of the cabotage regime will strengthen security in Ghana's waters as it would improve the ability to monitor vessels operating on our seas. Speaking at a stakeholder's engagement on cabotage regulation in Takwadi, he said a successful implemented uh, cabotage regime would result in robust and vibrant local maritime industry for economic benefits. Natalia Kwanza has more in the following report. 
security threats at sea and efforts made by government to fully exploit the blue economy means a more strategic approach to the sector. The Cabotage Regulation or Ghana Shipping Regulation 2021 LI2438 is the legislative framework that controls the movement of commodities or people by foreign owned or operated ships between domestic ports and the nation's territorial waters. Director of Maritime Service Division, Nanabuacha Kobna Bwampong, in his address said it signifies a pivotal stride towards safeguarding the interests of indigenous Guinean vessel operators, ship owners, and seafarers. The Ghana Shipping Cabotage Regulations 2021 signify a pivotal stride towards nurturing sustainable growth and development within our maritime domain by safeguarding the interests of our indigenous Ghanaian vessel operators, ship owners, and seafarers. These regulations are poised to harness our maritime resources effectively and contribute to our nation's overall economic prosperity. Director General of Ghana Maritime Authority in charge of operations and technical, Daniel Ampinin, indicated collaboration between local maritime operators and foreign maritime specialists are expected to promote the transfer of knowledge which would enable marine workforce to develop individual experience and abilities. And that's our program this afternoon. Thanks for watching, everyone. More news on our website, myjoyonline.com forward slash business. Our top stories there, Gridco registers 99.5% reduction in profit to uh, 1.296 million cities, Auditor General's report. Also, uh, on our website, Ghana pursues double taxation bilateral investment treaties with Trinidad and Tobago. So you can head there, myjoyonline.com forward slash business for uh, the latest stories to read over the weekend. My name is Daryl Kwao. Thanks for watching. We'll be back same time next week. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder. La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.